번째로는 kick drum 두 번째로는 snare drum 세 번째로는 hi-hat Synthesizers makes me feel high Do-lip Baseline은 뒤따르더똥 그래 이건 hip-hop 음 어쩌면 dirty sound Hello 이름은 사이언티 서울시디 강서구의 사랑 그 이상은 프라이베시 Get over 애들아 just follow me 내 목소리가 맘에 든다면 주저 말고 Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens This is your host Tim aka Murdy And I am today joined with two lovely podcasts uh members uh juliet hi and shanna hi everyone um we apparently broke up the otp of shanna alice already so uh i don't know what to tell you guys <laughs> alice is dead we're chalice is dead already sorry guys bye we're a little we're recording this a little late um this is wednesday after our actual recording date which is typically friday so uh definitely a little late um but because of that, we are going to mostly f- focus on the comebacks and the debuts that happened in the time that we've been away. We'll probably hit the more main topics on Friday. So I'm hoping I can get these podcasts to come out a little bit closer to each other. And so that's mostly the reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm hoping that once we do Friday, I can get that one up a lot quicker. So you're going to see two podcasts pretty quickly. But like I said, we're going to talk comebacks uh, and debuts, but we will start it off with a comeback I am very excited about, so I'm glad we're knocking this one out first so I can get my fanboying out of the way. Ailey came back in the time we've been away with her song Home, which features Yoon Mi Rae, who I am also a ridiculously huge fan of, uh, also known as Tasha to a lot of people, um, off the album A New Empire. Did you guys get a chance to see this music video? I actually, so I haven't seen the music video. I've just listened to the album on Spotify, which... I love. I I I think we we mentioned it in a podcast. I don't know if it ever got uploaded, but when she was at uh, New York KCON this year, I became a huge Ailey fan. So <laughs> I was pretty psyched for this comeback, and her album's fantastic. I actually I love her song with Eric Nam. Oh, I haven't I haven't heard that one yet, actually. Ah, uh, you should. Yeah, it's more Eric Nam stuff is kind of. Uh, it was interesting to hear on her since her style's more R and B and Eric Nam I feel like is a little bit more contemporary chill. So it was, it was a nice mix, especially since, you know, they're both from the US. It's kind of a cool collaboration. Yeah, I definitely like the idea of them working together, especially because they're both like Americans and they, they have quite a bit in common and I think they've also like been pictured together as friends. Uh which wouldn't surprise me because I know the the group of Americans is very close. I know Amber is a large part of like all of the Americans being a big set of friends. So it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> considering that she's really close with Eric and she's also really close with Ailey. Yeah, for sure. Juliet, did you get a chance to watch this comeback? Yeah, I watched the music video. I didn't listen to the album, but it's still good. Like that's so that's weird for me to say because I'm not an Ailey fan in any way. Is, is there like an incident that, that prompted no, that? Or? I think like, I think like it's either been the last two or like the last three releases. They sound so similar. Like they're almost the same. Like that powerhouse. I don't know what is in it. Like saxophone or something like old timey type. Oh yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. she does. Yeah. The, yeah. the sax like music. Like mind your business. Or what, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, I'm not interested in her, but this one is like so amazing. Yeah, I definitely, um, this one's a little more like contemporary R&B, which I think is more in her wheelhouse, honestly. Like 
I I love Alien. I I'm pretty confident in saying that like I think she could do whatever she wants. Like whatever type of music she wants to do, I think she's going to crush it. And maybe I'm biased because I'm like wildly in love with her as an artist, but I like her vocals <laughs> are so ridiculously strong that there's not a lot of types of music I think she can't lend her vocals to. Um I think the only problem with Ailey that I typically have is that she shows up most of the people she works with. So it makes it very difficult. Like her performance with Girls Day was really hard for me to get through because I was like, man, everybody here is not as good as you and you are not even <laughs> pretending you are as good, like they're as good as you. So <laughs> What kind of fault? That's like when people say your fault is that you're too nice. Right, exactly. Like I don't hold it <laughs> against her. I just don't want to listen to that performance ever again. Like I watched it and I was like, man, Ailey's great. It's too bad nobody's as good as her. Because, <laughs> yeah. You know what's actually my favorite Illy collab is her one with 17 that she did in December. That's on Q&A. Did you ever listen to that? I don't think I like, saw that one. You should. It's actually a really cute song. It, in the music video, she's not in it, which I think was a great choice since 17's like 17. But, but, uh, but the song itself is really cute and it's different from her, some of her normal stuff. Uh, it's re- it's adorable. That's like one of my favorite clouds she has. I'll definitely check it out. Uh, like typically if Ailey's on it, like I'll listen to it. I'll at least give it a <laughs> shot. Right. I just have like, and again, it's not like, I don't blame her for it. I don't hold it against her. It's just one of those things where it's like, if you, if she collabs with somebody under her, I'm just nervous that she's going to blow that person out of the water and it doesn't like i don't hold it against ailey it's just like man i don't really want to listen to this and i could just listen to you kill a song by yourself i don't need these other people you could just kill it um (laughs) this is one of those songs where uh, i got really excited when i saw the teaser because it sounded different and and i totally agree with you in that like her last two releases have kind of had that same exact feeling they haven't really she hasn't really deviated from kind of what worked for her and on this one, it, it seemed like she decided, hey, I want to do something different. I want to show I have range. I want to so, show that I can do a different image. And like this image is exactly what I want. So the minute it started, I was just like, yep, I'm in for a ride. This is, this is going to be exciting. Like she got to dance, which she always talks about wanting to do. And like most of the times when she's actually going to dance, she ends up hurting herself, which is a, a real shame <laughs> because she clearly works hard considering she couldn't I'm, dance before. This is how I feel about Exo Kai. All the time. He's Does such he a great dancer. He, he gets her all the time. He's, uh, he was her in He actually just recently came back after like a two and a half months out for his ankle. He hurt himself in the in March at uh, their concert in Seoul. He yeah he keeps getting injured, but he's a fantastic dancer. So it's just a shame. Yeah, that's like one of the few yeah. things I know about Kai is that he's a really good dancer. So. And, like, it's funny because the opposite is true, right? Like, Ailey's not a great dancer, but she works very hard. The only problem is she always hurts herself somehow. Like, she hurt herself filming a music video last time. And then the time before that, she hurt herself doing the choreo for the music video. She just hurts herself a lot. Um, So it's awesome that she actually gets to take the stage and, like, do the choreo she wants to do and come back with, like, a song this good, especially the feature. I adore Yoon Mirae. Anything she does, I'm totally down to listen to. As many times as it comes on, like she's another one of those person, like people that if their songs come up on related or whatever, I'm going to listen to it. I don't care what it is. I just adore her as a human being. And I adore like not only do I adore her as a human being, but she's so stupidly talented that everything (laughs) she does is so good to listen to. So to put Ailey and Tasha on the same song, there's like 
you cannot dream me up a better return. Like that, that's it. When I saw the feature, I was just like, "Good God, like this, this is gonna be it for me." 2016 is over. Now. Yeah, you're gonna fall yeah. over. Yeah. Survived to come here today to be on the podcast. Yo, it was a struggle. I, I, out of all of the comebacks and the debuts here, this is the one that I have watched the most, and probably of all of the, I. I'm trying to think of another group that I've watched as much as I have watched this music video slash performances. And Probably I can't something I, a pink. No, I only watched a pink maybe twice <laughs> because I don't really like the wow. song. Like I said. Oh, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, like I said, if it was like an Unji solo, then yeah, that would be the contender. <laughs> like the Unji solo would be the contender, which I mean, Unji had a solo and I loved it. So. I mean, it speaks for itself. But like I, like I was saying, with this one, like I like the music video. It's not quite as exciting as I kind of would have hoped. I definitely preferred, um, man, what is the song? The black and white music video she had in her last comeback. I can't remember the name of the song, but I definitely like that music video way more. And I definitely like you and I more than I like this particular music video. But I prefer her fashion choices in this one and her general styling. I don't know. I mean, I love this comeback, though. Like, her live performances are super stellar. There's just something so nice about listening to somebody who can actually sing live. I just can't get enough of. Um, and Ailey always delivers. I'm still really, really mad that I didn't go to her concert because I didn't want to go by myself. And now I regret it. Uh, um, but She'll probably be back. I hope so. I really hope so. She performed at, like, a casino um, that's, like, uh, an hour and a half away from me. And, like, the tickets were pretty cheap. And the front row tickets didn't sell out. I was like, oh, they're going to be Oh, my me. God. Be <laughs> no. You messed up. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is how I feel about Big Bang every day. <laughs> I yeah. didn't uh, go and see them at last fall and regret it every day. <laughs> yeah. I, it was like, I think the front row tickets for Ailey's concert were like $70. And I like looked at it. I was like, yeah, I'd totally play $70. Like, that's easy. Uh, but I was like, I don't want to go stand there by myself. It's going to be a bunch of people who I don't <laughs> oh know. Oh, my God. So I didn't go. That's like the biggest thing. I mean, it's the same <laughs> thing that's preventing me from going to CCL this year is that I don't want to go by myself. <laughs> well, if CL decides to come to Miami. <laughs> It's a, it's a long trip, but uh, Miami, <laughs> Miami party, let's go. I want to go to Disney World. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> do road trip. <laughs> Another comeback, uh, one that Juliet is probably excited for. BTS came back with Blood, Sweat, and Tears off the album Ooh! Wings. Yay! They also broke the MV record uh, for a K-pop group, uh, reaching 10 million views faster than any other K-pop group has. So... I guess if people don't think BTS is literally the next big thing, like now you're all proven wrong because clearly they surely are. Uh, I know some people still don't think, still don't see the impact of BTS. I feel like, yeah, I I kind of agree at this point. And I'm, I'm kind of in that boat with people uh, uh, that didn't see the BTS impact, to be honest. I knew they were important. I knew they were very clearly relevant. Uh, They probably started the like second generation of hip hop idols to me. Uh, they're the one group that I would say like kind of surpassed and changed the image that Big Bang had set for a, like a hip hop idol group, right? Because um, I think a lot of groups after that were kind of copying that image or trying to capture that. Yeah, and definitely. then BTS came out, they had a similar image sort of at first, and then they really deviated and really grew their own image. And uh, and I mentioned this earlier, but it still stands. I'm still stuck on like BTS being the group that they debuted with. So when they oh, come yeah. back, I'm always like, this isn't the group that I thought it was. 
I'm always really confused. So for this comeback, I was very, very confused because the music video starts and it's very elegant and beautiful and totally different than like most K-pop boy groups would do. Um, the first vibe, to be honest, that I had from this group it, or this video was like, is this a K-pop boy group? Am I sure right yeah. now? Um, but I like that. Like out of all of the comebacks that we've had, to me, this one is the most interesting. I don't necessarily like the song as much, but something about the fact that they seem so comfortable in doing whatever image, like I feel like a lot of people's instant reaction to this concept would be very uncomfortable for some people. They're kind of, it's not like manly, like we've been used to. It's very like, I can only consider it's calling it like, feminine. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, very fluid, fluid, yeah, right? like very gender Sensual. fluid or yeah, gender uh, neutral. Right. Um, yeah. Which, which was interesting. Like the minute I saw that, I was like, I'm very interested in where this is going. Like, this is very interesting to me. There's very, very high singing that's almost like uh, feminine. And then yeah. you have like the rap that isn't super hard. It's still on that same kind of level. And I was like, man, this is like the most gender neutral music video I've ever seen. And I did not expect it from a boy group. I expect it from a girl group. So well, uh, I was going to say, like going back to kind of the point you're making about um, it being gender neutral i think that's one of the most interesting things about bts and why i i don't know if they're necessarily my favorite group i mean we kind of we fangirled in the last podcast is fun i love god seven but bts i feel like is so interesting just because they actually talk about things and do things in their their videos that really no other k-pop is group is doing like their whole concept is based on this book that's very homoerotic it explores a lot of themes of you know life death and kind of this this guy has almost a gay relationship but it's also with an older woman it, it's a very and it kind of gets portrayed in the music video i mean jim like kisses the statue that it maybe is a symbol for v it's it's very interesting and it's things that no one else is uh, i don't know about a lot it, it's definitely not been done before and it, I feel like that's why it's relating so much on a worldwide level. Uh, just they're really talking about topics like, you know, Suga, uh, sorry, Suga's depression and some of his songs or Rap Monster. His, sorry, that's the other really interesting thing about the album is that they each have a solo song on it where they, it's very personal to each of them about, they really just kind of talk about anything that's important to them. And it, it makes you relate to each of them as a, a member of the group, which, it's very unique for a boy group. Yeah, I, de I definitely agree. It's it's very interesting, like, especially coming from how long... Like, I've been in K-pop a long time. I've been watching K-pop since Super Junior debuted. So, like, I've seen quite a lot of concepts come and go. And I still think of all the concepts I've probably seen, uh, outside of, like, Yukis having a threesome that involved a dude, which is kind of interesting, uh, or involved multiple dudes, I should say having like a concept that is so effeminate and like gender fluid is so interesting to me. And it's so different. Um, like I said, I don't necessarily know how I feel about the song, but the music video makes the concept and like, it's beautiful. I mean, there's, there's no denying that this music video is shot and f conceptualized so beautifully and they nailed it. But even in the styling of each member, it's still very effeminate, even for like the members that I feel like wouldn't normally want to do that, like Rat Monster or Sugar or whatever. Like they still 
clearly fit the theme with everybody else and they didn't seem to want to distract away from like this overall concept they had and i think that's so cool to see like to actually be able to witness it and be like this group especially with all the heat that they've gotten especially all the heat that sugar and rap monster have gotten to be willing to do this concept and be willing to like you know shed this whole image of like oh we're you know former underground rappers blah blah i know they they've basically shed that image but still the fact that you get to see it now and see like they will push the boundary is so interesting and cool to me like i really like this concept I wish that I liked the song more because I love the concept. I love the idea of a group literally not caring and being like, this is the concept we're going for. We have a message here that we want to spread. And I, I really like that. Yeah, I actually love the song. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoy the music video as well. I think yeah, the aesthetics are just gorgeous to look at and watch. And it's very interesting, especially the way they pieced this comeback together with the, the pre-videos. But I, I actually love the song. I think it's very on trend, uh, or, or eh, maybe a little bit behind trend, just in terms of you know using that kind of uh, tropical beat with uh, the kind of mix of. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's definitely a song that almost is a little bit transcendent in some of the K-pop songs. It was. I, I actually thought it was so interesting having hearing Shiny's comeback and then seeing BTS's comeback at the same time. Just yeah, I feel like Shiny's almost encompassing of, you know, a little bit more old world. And they, they did a very retro throwback comeback. And then to have Bang Tan come out with this concept was just fascinating. So besides what you guys were saying about it being like gender neutral, I think it's just, it's like, so it's the most intricate concept that I've seen. The whole spanning over three music videos and even more just in general videos because of the short films and the, epilogue or prologue or whatever one it was oh my god i just <laughs> um and they're smart too <laughs> Sorry. all the props the big hit they're like um, i can't even explain it right now to whoever they're using for cinematography just conceptualizing uh the choreography whatever it's all great and it just sends me on a complete field strip and i can't even go there right now <laughs> You gotta go there. That's what we brought you here. You're the BTS fan. You yeah, gotta yeah. go there. Do a little screaming. Who do you bias? No, I can't. <laughs> it won't stop. No, I can't. Oh wait, don't you bias Jimmy? You know, yes. I've been seeing some gifs happening out there. <laughs> no, I was girl. I get the fact that he started the song. Yo, yeah. people, people are going wild for that boy. Like I know that people have always really liked him, but good no, lord. Uh, internationally, I think he's been pretty well received. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, like in the beginning, it was mostly uh, Jungkook and somebody well, yeah, else. Of course, I mean, no matter what, that's... all they saw with Jimin was like abs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my biggest problem with BTS at the beginning was how hard everybody went for Jungkook, and I was like, man, he's not legal. Like, you yeah, don't even yeah. The, not so I much. think the international fans are part of the reason that I quickly tried to stop paying attention to BTS is because I could not deal with how hard people went for Jungkook, and I was like, man, he's not. He is a little boy to me. Like he is a very young little boy to me. <laughs> He's a this little is actually something I liked about this song and this comeback as well was that I feel like they switched up the parts more. Like uh, Namjoon yeah. only got one little rap part, which I mean, he's a fantastic rapper. Everyone knows it. But like J-Hope just coming out of nowhere and just killing everything. I mean, he was like, he got, you know, the bridge. He got little uh, bits in the middle. He was like center for some of the dance breaks. And then Jimmy as well, getting some of the hooks and the that falsetto in the chorus. I thought it was really nicely done. 
Yeah, really. I know there's there's like I know there's like so many people that are gonna de- disagree with this, but I just feel like BTS are so good and they're like almost, <laughs> almost incapable of not making a jam because I haven't been disappointed with anything they've put out. But maybe that's my bias. I, I think it's fair. I think out of if we're just talking straight albums and music from boy groups, I think BTS, their music as a whole, especially over the past year since the um, most beautiful part of life series, I'd, I'd have to say it's probably some of my favorite work. It's very this album flows really well together as well. It, it's interesting because they kind of have something for everyone on there. To your to your point, uh, Tim, about you know they have some of the more BTS recent sounds of it being kind of, you know, slow rap and, uh, you know, some of those hooks thrown in. But then they also, they brought back for this album, the Cypher. Uh, yeah, they have Cypher that. 4 on it. Yeah, which I mean, the last one, I think, what was it? Uh, Dark and Wild was the last Cypher. So that was kind of a cool throwback that they, you know, did put that on there. It's a good song, too. Since since we brought it up, it is worth mentioning that the producer of that song is in some hot water for stealing a song. Uh, that whole Love beat that. was stolen, so that's kind of a bummer. But I liked the cipher. Like that was one of my favorite concepts of BTS was that they had this cipher that was like it really felt like them having fun. At least in the first two, like they kind of came in and were like, "Haha, we're joking around, we're having a good time." Here's the cipher. I was like, "That's cool." Like no other group I feel can do yeah. this, but you guys, well done. My favorite part is just the evolution of the ciphers. I love how, yeah, the first one is, yeah, just kind of like chill, like, oh, we're just going to throw some shit around. And then the second one just has that, like, bite in it. I was like, <laughs> I was after that one uh, interview with, who was it? Was it? Um, be Free. Be Free, be yeah. Free. Yes, come back, Be Free. <laughs> and Sugar just goes in. <laughs> oh, my you know, God, Sugar is, oh. That's what's funny is, that's like, happened. I feel like Be Free that interview was the turning point for me and rap monster because rap monsters response and his like song that he put out for free on soundcloud i was just like good god yeah. <laughs> don't, you, don't you come for rap monster because he will tell you to sit down like he was and, so calm in the interview yeah. like very <laughs> Yeah, he took it and like you could tell that Sugar was really hurt and afterwards like it was clear that Sugar was hurt and then Rap Monster puts out this like scalding track that isn't even just like I'm just going to diss be free for being a fuckboy. It was like, "Nah, I'm going to explain to you like why it hurt us," you know? And yeah. that's such a big every anybody can make a diss track, right? Anybody can just diss somebody. It's easy. You just find the one thing that you know will pick at them and you just blow it up. But for somebody to go, no, I'm not going to make a diss track, even though this person just belittled me for no reason. I'm instead going to explain why I'm offended. That is such a cool move. And that is such a like hip hop move to me because it's like, I'm not going to just make fun of you. I'm going to address what you said and come back with like scalding hot fire. And you will have no comeback because I didn't diss you. Like I didn't attack you directly. So you can't even do anything to me. I was like, man, Rap Monster is untouchable right now. Like, I don't give a shit. I don't even care. Um, that was like the moment that I was like, I stand this dude. When his when his solo dropped, I down, like immediately got it. I was like, I need this. I need this whole thing. I don't give a crap. <laughs> like, I don't even care. I want everything. I saw the music videos. I was like, oh my God, this dude is fire. Like, I, I just, that is the dude that I stand in that group. I saw him when they debuted. I was like, you have the most interesting look to me because you don't look like an idol. You're 
openly kind of unattractive and people are making fun of you for it and you don't seem phased and i kind of dig that and then as time went on i was like man you were just a fire rapper like everything about you is just super hot fire yeah you know what's interesting about namjoon is he he definitely has that that hard image of you know he just doesn't give a fuck oh sorry is are we supposed to swear on this it's fine whatever uh, i said fuck boy we're good okay great uh but uh anyway so but then if you listen to the the solo songs on this track, it's it's an emotional trip. And <laughs> I got to say, because like Namjoon, if you look up his lyrics, he's just talking about how he, I mean, he just ends the song with him just kind of like rap singing, like he wishes he could love himself just like over and over. It's, exactly. he, he's dealing with some tough, he, he definitely feels all that pressure. He just tries to give off this image. It's this very interesting juxtaposition. And, it creates a gorgeous song, but uh, is that on this new album? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I haven't listened yet. I'm a fake fan. Oh, Juliet, I Juliet. know. Wow, <laughs> this whole moment is for you. And you're I know. Am I the biggest army here? Am I? No. It's <laughs> like no. I'm gonna Yo, immediately. You. No. You I know got they hit ten thousand views. Me. <laughs> <laughs> for real though, like. Ugh. No, but yeah, you should definitely listen to it. They definitely, they talk about very real things, which is wild. But especially, yeah, Rap Monster, that that song really, yeah, got to me. Yeah, I mean, if if nothing else, like, even if there's a lot of songs by BTS that I don't particularly like, at least in title tracks, one thing that I do like about them is they don't seem very scared. They kind of have embraced this role of being idol slash artist, and they've kind of nailed it better than, like, most groups could wish to. Um, and I'm not like trying to throw shade like at a lot of groups, but like to be honest, there's not a lot of groups that have like a clear message in the things that they want to say. Um, there's a lot of groups that kind of just put out music and keep going, and like the songs that mean a lot to a particular group are just they mean a lot because somebody in particular wrote them, which is still very impressive, very cool, and something you should respect. But it seems like BTS comes back with an image where they want to not only have control of who they are as an like an idol group but they want to come back with some sort of message some sort of meaning behind why they're here and i really really like that that is something that like i stand big bang they don't do that you know they just come back with what they want to come back with and i'm fine with it i like that but now we have this group that comes back and is like nah actually i have a message i have a concept i have a visual that i want you to experience that is really really cool like i said even if this song isn't my favorite the fact that they have like a flowing image a flowing concept and something that is so unique and different is so cool to see like as just a fan of music like it is it's to me in terms of songs that we've gotten in the idol world this comeback is the most impactful by by far like in terms of music video total creation concept everything this is the most impactful other things could have been more fun or whatever and that's fine like i love ailey and i love her comeback i like it more than this one but this one is the most impactful this one is the most meaningful and the fact that it hit 10 million views is totally justified in how impactful i think this song is and this this concept is in general who would have thought that by air would turn into this Right? Who would have thought? (laughs) Uh, We we could probably talk about BTS all night, so we're going to move on. A rookie group debuted as well. Um, The rookie group Girls Girls debuted with Juicy Secret. 
Uh, I'm going to knock this one out real quick. Uh, my opinions on it, because uh, I have once before, well, a couple times before have talked about male gaze uh, in general on a pot on the podcast. I am obviously the intended intended audience for male gaze. I do not make that. I, I do not pretend that I'm not. Um, I'm a straight male who watches K-pop. So clearly male gaze is I'm the target audience. This song is real bad. There's <laughs> no redeeming factor in it. It's very basic, like boring K-pop, especially after like Ailey comeback, BTS comeback, Ladies Code, all these people. Obviously, they didn't know about those songs as they were making it. So whatever, fine. But it's very bad. It's very, very basic, very, very boring. The concept of the music video is pretty tired, too. There's nothing exciting about it. Literally, the highlight of the music video is probably the male gaze moments. And like, I don't care about that anymore i don't know if i've grown up in my time like being a k-pop fan especially with this podcast but it's one thing to put it in there where it's whatever like it just happens right there's a lot of male gaze in all media and at times it doesn't distract from what's going on so it doesn't matter but in this particular music video it's clearly just done for that and it pulls away from an already bad song and just gives you these moments where it's like well I mean, I don't really care. Like, I'm even less invested now because you're clearly just trying to get my attention. It's just bad. Like, from top to bottom, it's really bad. And it's a shame because it seems like, on one hand, it seems they seem comfortable doing what they're doing. As far as I remember, when I saw people talking about this group, uh, it was known they were going to be sexy, but they used to be like some sort of dance group that did the same kind of image. Uh, So... It seems like it's fine for them to do this image. And if that's the case, cool. Like, I definitely respect it more if they're not being forced to do it by their company as opposed to being willing to do it. Um, if that's the case, then cool. By all means, you you know, you do your thing. It's just not for me. But the song isn't good. And the music video isn't good. It's very low budget. So, and it's not funny. <laughs> like, it tried to be funny and it failed dramatically. So, there's nothing in this particular music video or this concept or the song that I care about. And I know a lot of people were hype for one of the girls in this group, or at least a lot of people on Amona were very hype. There's nothing special. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like I literally watched it and was like, good God, I'm bored. Can, and I, you know, I probably messed it up because I watched it after ladies code, but I was just like, man, can I just go back and watch ladies code again? Can I go back and watch BTS? Like, can I just go watch something else? That's not this every, every comeback on this, this, that we're going to go over is better than this one. So I don't know. It like, is. <laughs> it's this is like, I wish it didn't happen. I wish they would pack it up, go back, you know, hit the drawing board, come back with something better. Because all this is, is like, there's moments where it seemed like they were just trying to be EXID, like the Hani image. And then they weren't good at that. So they tried to go further. They failed at that. And their song isn't catchy like EX ideas. So why are we here? Why are we wasting our time? You know, I, I don't know. That that's my stance on it. I mean, I I haven't watched it. I don't. Even, what group are they? Or sorry, what company are they with? Uh, I I'm not sure what company they are. I think they're on a smaller company than the other two yeah. rookie groups. Um, I know the only the only reason they had any sort of steam is because of one of the girls, and then because they were formerly a dance group. So like, I think people yeah. expected choreo from them. Gotcha. I was like, because sometimes I have a problem with the mm, people harping on the male gaze thing, because I feel like it's almost, I don't know, sometimes that's my biggest problem with girls groups, honestly, is that they, not that they aren't sexy, but they aren't as hard hitting sexy, and they don't own it as much. They try to be kind of like a cutesy sexy, 
which I feel like is kind of fake. So whenever I see like a girl group just like going for it, like like AOA did on like Good Luck or, or whatever, I I don't know. I because sometimes it's just fun to be a girl who's being sexy, you know. Yeah. And so uh, like and and so I kind of have a little bit of difficulty buying into that, but. I mean, if the song's no good, if they're not really dancing well, <laughs> if the concept's not working, then yeah, then that just feels like it's gratuitous. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely, like, tackled this a little bit. I think uh, I've been more willing to especially admit, like, when I'm wrong, as, as, like, recently. But one of the things that I've never claimed to not dislike is is uh, instances of male gaze when it's done, like, in a way that makes sense, right? I understand the audience that male gaze is aimed at there is a reason that girl groups are not as popular as boy groups and it's because the fandom that exists in k-pop are not dudes so to appeal to guys you have to appeal to guys and it's even harder for girl groups which is why they're more well they're more uh, willing to do male gaze right but you have groups that understand that and don't seem upset about it or are totally willing to do it because they get to have fun they get to do uh, something interesting like sister for example uh, always gets brought up a lot you have wildly talented girls in that group and so you and hyorin um, and bora as a dancer and they clearly aim for male gaze when they do their summer comebacks but it doesn't take away from the fact that like typically those songs have powerhouse vocals and typically those girls get to shine as vocalists like so you gets to go and do her duets all the time and just destroy it Hyorin got to do Unpretty Rap Star, which is totally out of her wheelhouse. And yet she has a couple songs where she really like came for it. And then you have Hyorin who got a whole solo album that was wonderful. Like I, I just adore her vocals in general, but her solo album was great. I loved it. Uh, I love that she seemed like free and comfortable in it, especially. And then you have like Bora who got to do a feature with a bunch of Unpretty Rap Stars. And she's not even really a rapper, like, but she just got to go have fun. <laughs> And you could see her in the music video, like she looked like she was having a blast and she wasn't even pretending to be the dopest. Like she was just there. She did her part, whatever. And she let everybody else shine, which I really respect. So there's some groups where it's clear that they like embrace that image. They understand, hey, this is what helps us. Uh, Girls Day is very similar. You know, they understand that they have a particular audience that they have to appeal to, but they don't mind. They, They enjoy being sexy. It's clear that they're pretty comfortable with it. And then you have groups like Stellar who complained about the concept you can't you can't enjoy stuff like that right like it's it's one thing to have somebody who is willing to be sexy like a beyonce or a rihanna you know they clearly are in their element they love what they're doing they don't care that they're being sexy they're just happy to do it uh they're happy to be them right and it just so happens that what they do is sexy but then you have groups like stellar and people like that that clearly don't they don't seem to fall into it or uh, they're they're not enjoying what they're doing particularly. They like to tone it back, maybe be a little bit more low key. And I feel like girls girls falls into that, even though they shouldn't. Like it seems like they like to do it, but their male gaze was strictly like we have nothing else to give to anybody. So here's the male gaze. That's the feeling I got from it. So I, I'm not. I that's that's my biggest issue. I can see that. Yeah. Did you get a chance to watch it, Juliet? Nope. <laughs> okay. well, I mean, there's really nothing else to say so let's let's so move BTS on <laughs> so back to BTS uh, no, we're going to continue on especially because of uh, the next group that's coming up so a lot of people who have been with us for the long haul know that Ash is a huge fan of Ladies Code uh, we had a very uh, we were still podcasting 
in the tragic accident that ladies code went to went through um and it was a it honestly like that's probably the toughest podcast i've ever been on that that was really rough and especially because i'm a very big fan of this group ash is a very big fan of this group we had a couple people who really love ladies code ladies code came back i think late last year maybe early this year um but they recently came back with their next album which is called stranger and they came back with the song the rain this music video really didn't do much for me but man like these girls are talented it is like it's almost painful because i don't think that they're gonna reach the popularity that they should and if they do i don't know if it'll be for the reasons that they deserve because they're so wildly talented um they're so incredibly good at singing especially sujin who i believe that's her name who is just stupidly good like her voice is so interesting. It's so different. It has like a really beautiful husk to it that like, it doesn't feel like she's forcing it. It feels perfect on everything that she does. And she seems like she's very aware of her voice, especially in this song. I, I sat back and I literally just watched and was like, man, I don't know. Like, I just want to hear ladies code all the time. Like I want this group to continuously come back because even if the song doesn't fit exactly what I want, there's something about their voices together as a unit that is just so pretty to me. And like, like I said, this music video didn't really do anything for me. It's okay. It's interesting enough. I suppose uh, some of their outfits are pretty terrible, but that's pretty common for them, unfortunately. But like as a, as a unit, as a group for the music they make, it is so pretty. And I really, I wish that they could be more popular I think they deserve it, but I'm always afraid that they're going to be popular only because people feel guilty. And that's not a way that they want to be famous. I feel that's not a way I want them to be famous for sure. So I I don't know. Did you guys get a chance to watch their comeback? I haven't. I actually haven't heard of this group before, but now after you've spoken of them, I kind of want to check them out. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I love their debut song and like, pretty much every comeback after their debut song were great. And then they had uh, the terrible car accident uh, where we lost rise and uh, unbe. And um, that was pretty rough. They went on a pretty long hiatus and they recently came back. Uh, Their song that they first came back with wasn't my favorite, but this one is like back to the ladies code that I remember. And it's like, it's like I said, it's good, but it's like painful. Good as like a fan of theirs. Well, I'm going to check it out. So I guess you've got one more listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, Tim, it didn't really do much for me. I just, I mean, I actually, I like it a lot more than Galaxy because Galaxy, I couldn't follow at all. Like I didn't enjoy that much in any kind of way, but this one's nice. It's just not like my favorite. I hope they will continue to get back to maybe their old sound or a better sound but yeah i definitely think this is a step in the right direction right like i i agree that's that's the song they came back with right galaxy yeah that one was like that one kind of lost on me like i just i didn't feel ladies code from it but this song is like the step towards what i remember ladies code to Mm -hmm. be um Man, that's, <laughs> that was a real downer. I wish I'd put that later. Um, <laughs> okay, we can cool. bring it back up. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Lay also made his solo debut, I believe, Woo! with this song, What You Need. Most people know that listen to this podcast, I'm not a big EXO fan, so I wasn't super invested in the song when it came out. But upon hearing it, it's kind of a jam. It has like a nice... Yeah. It has like a nice R&B feel. Uh, Lay has a very pretty voice. Um, I'm not going to deny that. There's plenty of pretty, very pretty voices in EXO. Like my only problem with EXO ever was that they didn't sing live for so long. But um, this song is very lovely. Um, I really like it. The music video is kind of boring, but I like I love cars. So the very beginning of the music video, I was like, all right, I'm committed. <laughs> I'm here to watch it. It was it was okay. Uh, the music video wasn't great, but the song the song was pretty good. Uh, I do like this solo debut. It's probably one of the songs that has only like one. Well, it's probably one of the only EXO member songs that I can say that I like. I definitely heard it and was like, all right, cool. If this song came on, wouldn't turn it off. Like this song is kind of a jam. Like you could dance to it real easy. It's a real fun song. Yeah, and I, I mean, I really did come back because. I really like Lay, um, and I think it's and it's definitely been for for people who kind of follow EXO and know about you know all the struggles they've had with the the different you know the Chinese members leaving and Lay really being the only one left and kind of basically SM doing whatever they can to keep him. Uh, him getting this kind of solo album is pretty exciting, and he he put it out actually on his birthday um, as a gift to his fans, which is pretty cool. Um, but I really enjoyed it too because Timmy, he not only he, you know, worked on the song, he also actually choreographed the music video. And um, oh, really? Yeah, he did. It, it, which is uh, he's just very multi talented. Which is that's cool that's really cool. I, I have a yeah. lot of respect for people who do choreo because that that is very difficult. Yeah, and especially with the, all the different you know uh, angles and lenses and different groups and formations they were using, it's very intricate, which is. Uh, cool for him to have done himself um but yeah no and then it, it's actually the first of one and if you know if you saw like at the end of the music video he kind of like gets out of the car and has like red eyes and it's like oh the next music video so i'm excited to see what comes from that because i think that one's gonna be a little more hard hitting because this one was kind of you know just like fun up tempo definitely just like fun to jam to so it'll be interesting to see what happens next yeah, that's definitely cool. Uh, Julia, did you get a chance to watch this? <laughs> I did, but I like don't even remember the song at all. So I guess that says <laughs> something about how I felt. <laughs> um, Julia's not an EXO fan. <laughs> no, I am. <laughs> I'm not of this type of song fan. I would, I, I guess, because I can't remember it. <laughs> but uh, you can bet I screenshot the little like drawn in uh, wine glass or whatever, and then now oh, yeah. I use it as a reaction shot so that's i enjoyed that <laughs> <laughs> oh that's excellent, excellent. excellent you should send that to me <laughs> okay what's funny is like i've probably over the course of like this podcast and all of the people who have kind of i mean we've had multiple episodes where we've talked about exo um we had a couple episodes where we talked about all the scandals they went through in general i'm probably the person who likes sm and as a whole the least um, but I definitely, I do my best to be unbiased when it comes to like the music itself. And so I think that's kind of one of those reasons where it's one of, it's a strange situation because I can't think of a song 
that EXO has made that I've even enjoyed a little bit. And I like this one a lot. Um, and I don't know anything about Lei. I don't know anything about him other than that he's like the last standing Chinese member. Um, <laughs> but I love that he got the opportunity, especially hearing that he did the choreo and that he worked on the song. Like that, that is so cool to me. And I'm glad that the song actually turned out well, especially knowing that. Like now that I know that after the fact, I definitely am glad that I like it as much as I do. I mean, like I said, it's not my favorite song, but I definitely like it. Like, I definitely think it's a jam. So um, that's cool. Like, that that's really interesting. Uh, it's I'm glad that we have somebody who likes EXO or a couple people who like EXO because <laughs> that was one of the things we were always missing is nobody had any knowledge of EXO. So they'd come up, they'd debut, and we'd, or they'd come back, and we'd be like, yeah, so EXO did some things. I don't know. Bye. <laughs> I, I, I got the intel. Actually, actually, you know, it's Excellent. funny. Well, not funny. It's actually sad. Um, it's it's <laughs> that... Uh, I know it's yeah, but uh, so Yixing or Lei, he um, since we're doing this today, I forget if it was this morning or yesterday, but he actually fainted at uh, at the at the airport, um, and there was like this whole thing where EXO like canceled their flights, didn't fly to Japan, didn't know if they were doing their concert, and like I guess apparently he just like hasn't been sleeping, just like working around the clock, just like on this his like solo and all of the exo activities and so they basically like put him on bed rest and i think he actually ended up performing in japan tonight but uh it's definitely been a little bit of a controversy because he's gotten his solo but uh, you know like what cost it's kind of the problem sm always seems to have of you know pushing their members too hard yeah um i definitely saw that news and it was it was very interesting because I saw it immediately after watching the music video and I was like, all right, cool. This this is pretty good. Like SM did it again. This is the second song this year from SM that I've liked. And then I immediately see he fainted and then I was like, rough. And then (laughs) I came back getting ready for, you know, when we were preparing for this podcast, I see, oh, he actually made it and got on the plane and everything. And I was just like, this is why I don't like SM. (laughs) Yeah, And he, he even apologized at the concert. Yeah, see, like, oh, I'm sorry for making everyone worry, blah, blah, blah. I... <laughs> nope, not for me. That's no. that's one of the reasons that I can never be a fan of an SM group. Uh, the only one, the last, the last standing one was FX. And obviously, I mean, they're still around, but they're not the FX that I want. So, yeah. Um, but moving on, Monster X also came back with their song Fighter off the album The Clan Part 2, uh, parentheses Guilty. Um, so I can kind of sum up my feelings on this. Uh, the album itself has a great song because Geary Boy made one. The uh, Which which song is that? He made, uh, I believe it's called Blur. Ah, okay. okay. Um, the title track and the music video... Uh, I can't tell you about it because I literally don't remember. It was wildly unfor- like wildly forgettable for me. So um, I'm in a weird, I'm in a strange place with Monster X because I think they have a lot of talent. Um, even though I'm not a huge fan of Ju Hyun as a person, he's definitely a talented artist. Um, I really like Zero Young, which also had Gurry Boy on it. There's going to be a moving trend in my explanation of why I like Monster X. Um, I definitely liked Rush, which also had Gurry Boy producing it. 
And then I like Blur. Tyler, it's Geary Boy. Yeah, strange enough, Geary Boy. So uh, I think my favorite part about Monster X is it's an opportunity to hear more Geary Boy music. <laughs> and I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> like It's one of the situations where I'm like, do I really like this group? Or do I like the opportunities that is given to an artist that I love because of this group existing? So um, I don't know. Like it, It's one of those groups. It's another one of those situations where I'm really hard-pressed to really talk about it. But if we just talk about Fighter itself... I mean, I'm wildly disappointed. I mean, there's no other way to cut it. Like, I don't like this song. I don't like the music video. I don't like the choreo. There's nothing about it to me that's very interesting at all. And again, I think the best song on the album that I've heard, and I've only kind of skipped through most of it, Blur is the only song that made me stop. So I I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just in a weird place with this group, to be honest. It's hard for me because... I really liked their debut. I, I like you said, I, I loved Rush. And then I actually, I liked Hero as well. And then I feel like they kind of went off on this tangent where they're trying to be every other group, but as a group, <laughs> it kind of takes like parts, like some of the, the BTS, like storyline thing of expanding it across multiple videos and doing Except- this like dystopian theme and having the hard hitting choreography and having rapping, but also having like a meet, but they don't, they aren't executing it well. And so it's, it's just very difficult. Cause like, I see what they're trying to do. And I think that they honestly, I think that they could, I think that they have the talent and the possibility to do something similar to what BTS is doing of having, or maybe, maybe filling even the void that BTS is kind of driving away from of doing that like hard hitting rap. Uh, but they aren't doing well at it right now, which I don't know if it's because of the producers or because of Starship or what is going on, but I feel like they could. They just aren't. And yeah, this this last comeback kind of disappointed me. So did the one before this as well. Yeah, they tried to put this concept, like, storyline in the video, but, like, you can't make... I Well, at least I can't make any, like, sort of sense out of it. Like, um... Oh, like at least with uh, BTS, even if you are sort of interpreting it wrong, there was enough there for you to interpret a story. But this one, I don't know. I haven't read fan theories yet, but um, I feel like you should at least have some idea, you know, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I have none. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm just kind of watching. Like, oh, there's a, a flower that was that was in the last video. In a bathtub. Oh, great. Like, <laughs> he kind of dragging a body, or is that no, no? Like, and then there was somebody on a bike with lights. I think. I oh don't yeah, know. that was very confusing to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm kind of at the point where like I feel like you have to have your image or your concept so thought out if you're going to spread it so far that like either don't do it at all or do it great. And if you fail, like if you're in the middle, then you screwed up. You should have just not done it at all. Like you have to go back to the box. <laughs> yeah. Just, just go back to whatever it takes. Right. Like rush by itself is a great song. It's fine. It really is. Yeah. It's well done. It's, it showcases all of their talents. It's very good just put your concepts in a box if that's what it takes. Like there's plenty of groups that have their concepts 
and they don't sprawl across a million songs or like sprawl across multiple comebacks or whatever. Like some groups just can't do that. Sisters comebacks are all separate and different and they're in their own box. Cool. Whatever. They crush it every time they come back. Big Bang's concepts are typically like maybe they'll exist over a course of stuff, but it's never like completely flowing. It's always still different. Like you can take all of their concepts and put it in its own box and be like, cool, whatever they did it. But then you have Monster X who's like, we got some things that kind of link us to the other stuff that we did, which is kind of cool. And I think you guys (laughs) like it, but we're not going to fully embrace this concept. Yeah. Don't know what to tell you. And it's like, why, why bother then? No, I completely agree. Yeah. I agree with you that it was boring though. Like (laughs) I they like I swear they threw in that shot. The Wanho part? Wanho and nothing but an apron. Just which to make I, people like it. I also like I don't know, I'm probably gonna get just you know, shit on because I know a lot of people like him and find him attractive, but I just he's like a plant to me. Like he's like there. Wait, what? Wait, which one? Who? I don't I don't Is that see the it. super super pale guy? Yeah, and, like, a lot of people on Tumblr, on, like, different media just love him and fight over him and think... My dude, he looks looks like powder from that movie. Oh, wait, 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 we might be... Actually, there are a couple of... I feel like they whitewashed Monster X a lot. There's one guy who looks like straight powder from the movie, and I can't get over it. um, Even I was up in the... Oh, I told my friend, maybe not you... I was up in uh, oh, here at KCON, and I'm like, oh, I know that one's Wanho because he's so dang white. Okay, then it probably is. Tell you, <laughs> it's like powder. There's a picture, like, the, you know, obviously, most of the pulling that we do for this particular podcast, at least in, in my, uh, you know, when I'm going for topics, is that I go to Amona. And uh, there's, like, a picture of this particular person that I'm talking about, and I think that it's Wanho. Where he's, uh, yeah, it's Wanho, who's like kind of pushing down his pants as he's walking. He's in like an all black outfit. M- my dude, he looks like powder. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about no right. Good, <laughs> I the saw guy a gift has of like him with, with like, like tips right now. There was a gift of him yeah. wearing a white t shirt with a slit in the back, and I couldn't even tell that oh that was God. his back show. I believe it. I completely believe it. Yeah. He is powder. Like, this thing is, like, you know, Wanho, king of vocal growth and crop tops. And all I can think is, like, bro, he needs to be king of tans. Like, somebody needs to help this one. Well, it just is all so unnecessary. And I'm not, like, attracted to him. So whenever it happens, I'm just like, ah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I like, I, I get it. They're, he has a lot of fans. They're, they're, they're all into it. But it just seems unnecessary. <laughs> That he'd be just welding in a completely unsafe environment yeah. with like <laughs> no, <laughs> with just like no shirt and the, you know that apron. It just it, I was just they kind of lost me honestly at that point. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. He's I can't get over the powder thing. Every time I see him, I'm like, powder got a wig, bro. <laughs> Powder's out here. Anyway, <laughs> bending spoons and forks and doing all that stuff. <laughs> Moral of the story, go back to Trespass and give 80% of the song to Juhan and we're all good. Yep. I, yeah. I definitely agree with that. Juhan, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I, it, it sucks because I think Juhan and uh, I am are actually very talented rappers, so I don't understand. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I mean I'm with you guys on that one. Uh, I they're my favorite part of Monster X, so they need a little bit more time. Like I said, even if Juhyun isn't quite the person that I wish he was, like I wish he was kind of a better dude. I'll never forget that he dropped the N bomb so freelessly uh, and didn't really apologize for it. <laughs> but, uh, it I mean it is what it is, right? Um, moving on, we have another rookie group, Pentagon. Uh, which is the boy group on, or the new boy group in Cube ma- recently made their debut with the song Gorilla. Uh, how'd you guys feel about it? Oh, um, uh, I think it was really good. Like it was catchy. Like right off the bat, first listen, I was singing the like Gorilla that part, and I don't know, it was really good to me. Yeah, I because I actually just watched this <laughs> before we came on and. I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, uh, you know, okay, I kind of two thoughts. So at first, I was I was very surprised because I honestly hadn't watched it. The BTS comeback happened at the same time, which I feel like was just very poor planning on Keith's part of you know dropping their new group at the same time that Got Seven, Shiny, BTS, all these groups are coming back that are the exact demographic they're trying to take. I, and I feel like they could have timed it better, but um. But no, so I, I finally watched it, and I thought they were talented. They have some good rappers in there. Um, they reminded me a bit of other – I felt when I was watching it, I kept comparing them to other groups, though, you know, of tension. Um, I definitely felt like they had – there was one rapper who I just was really like, he looked like Vito. He had, like, the same haircut and, like, the same low rap. <laughs> and, like, and I was just like, oh, okay. And then the, the second rapper was good, but then I was kind of comparing him to Taeyong. <laughs> and I was kind of like, I, I felt, I don't know if I felt it was very original. It was good. They executed it well, but am I going to listen to it again? I already forget how the song goes. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of there with you. Um, I didn't think it was a bad debut. In fact, I think it's probably a pretty solid one. Um, my only issue is that it didn't feel new. Um, I think it hit... I think it's one of those songs that played by the numbers, right? They were kind of like, what's been successful? Let's play by the numbers. Uh, Which, I mean, it's hard for me to say, like, you shouldn't do that. Because I don't think every every comeback needs to be different or mind-blowing and, you know, groundbreaking. Uh, I think that they came back, or I think they debuted with a song that was, like, very in the line of what people want right now and what people like right now. And I, I mean that's fine to me. I think, I think it's fine that they did that. It was just, it kind of left me wanting a little more because I liked it. Right. So it was like, Mm -hmm. I like this song. I kind of wish it was different, like a little bit more different, a little bit um, more intriguing and unique to them because this song feels like any of the groups that have like two rappers could do this song and mm-hmm. be as successful. Like when I heard the song, the first thought I had was like, Oh, block B could have done this song. Like um, I didn't have any other way to look at it other than like, Oh yeah. Block B could have killed this song. Like they could have crushed it. I don't know. So I think block B has a higher quality of music. <laughs> I mean, I agree, but I, what I'm saying is like, they could have taken this, this idea and crushed it even at debut. Oh, okay. for them, right. So it, it it felt like a, like a low budget block B song to me when I heard it. Um, I definitely agree that they have a higher quality of music. I mean, it's kind of hard to deny, even if I don't necessarily like Zico, but I definitely think they have a higher quality yeah. of music. Um, random comment. Oh, sorry. I was going to say random comment. I don't know if you guys remember, but this is the uh, band with 
that trainee from YG that moved over. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. Long suck or something, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I could be wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, I thought he was no, a trainee from SM. Mm-mm. Hmm. Interesting. Cause I, know I think it may have been YG just because someone someone in my chat today made a comment about Hanbin like guiding him and mentoring him or something. And yeah, there's two two trainees in mix and match that got booted. Ah. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, I see the SM artist congratulate Jinho, and I think that's what confused me. But yeah, I think Jinho was on mix and match. I think you're right. Or no, no, I'm sorry. So Jinho, Jinho was at SM and Hongsuk was at YG. So there was one from SM, but there's also one from YG. That makes, okay. more sense. makes way more sense to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we're, we're kind of lukewarm on this one. <laughs> um, a group, uh, a pretty legendary group came back in this time. We had the comeback of Sech Keys uh, after, God, I can't, I don't know how long they've been gone for. I you were going to say shiny. No, not yet. I mean, um, also legends, but we'll get also, there. Yeah. But Sech Keys <laughs> came back after like, I, I want to say it's been like 10 years almost. Um, I could be underestimating it and that scares the shit out of me. But they came back with their song, uh, Three Words. Um, the music video is very cute. <laughs> it, it's, it's, a sweet video it's one of like it's very old man it's black and white um that doesn't make it old man but just the idea of like here we're just gonna watch them kind of doing their thing and this music video has no real concept but this is their comeback and everybody should get hype for it like they're very old-fashioned um there's a lot of times and a lot of different people who talk about um the older days of hip or of k-pop and like kind of reminisce on it like it was such a beautiful time and like all the artists were so incredible and all this stuff this comeback is further proof to me that like we're just old fogies that kind of reminisce on like the old days (laughs) and in reality like they weren't that great like um i i like the song enough but it's so out of place for the rest of the music that's out and especially like I go back and I listen to those songs and it's memory road for me, but it's not memory road. And like, man, these are just some killer jams. Like a lot of the K-pop groups back then were so paint by numbers. Like they didn't address anything. They didn't change anything. And if they did, like the difference between one group to the, to the other was so minuscule that it didn't matter. Like I like such keys, the difference between such keys and DBSK and, you know groups like that is nothing like the only difference is the level the quality of singers outside of that it's nothing like there's no there's nothing hugely different about them nothing sets them apart like bts is set apart from like um you know big bang or like uh a pink is set apart from to anyone or something like that there's no big huge difference in the artists back then they all kind of fit into the same vibe when pop music was a little less dynamic. So it was kind of a reminder that like, I'm kind of that jaded old man at this point. That's kind of like, Oh, I really miss the old days. And then I listen to him like, Oh man, <laughs> like, this, is, this, this dance is really boring. Like the music video is kind of tired. All these, all these older groups that I used to like, can't keep up in the choreo that like these young groups can do. It, it's, 
it's a strange moment for me because, you know, we've talked about it before, but I've been in K-pop for quite a while. And a lot of the groups that I gone into the fandom liking or that I really stand are kind of going out at this point. Um, and Setch Keys was going out as I came in. So they were like the legends of when I came in. And so to see them come back is cool, but it's a reminder that like what I missed was probably the most static time of K-pop. Um, and I, I know that like a lot of people are probably going to throw me on the freaking fire for that, but it was pretty static. Like there's not a big difference between Setch Keys and DBSK except for talent. There's not a big difference between DBSK and Setch Keys. And um, uh, there's another group that fits in there. That's just not, super fantastic god um other than vocal talent like the big difference between all those groups is like vocal talent they still had cute choreo that wasn't exciting um i I think dbsk was kind of moving into the territory of newer groups and opening it up with choreo but still i mean they kind of fit in that same that same vibe so I, i don't know i don't know if anybody else got a chance to watch it um by the way it's 16 years 16 years wow jesus Dang, I'm going to have to watch that just for that. Hey, welcome <laughs> back. I actually Keys. haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> but um, I'm intrigued now. Yeah, I've I mean, got, the- So I've got two new homework for... <laughs> it's cute. I mean, if you watch it, it's like, you know, them getting ready for their comeback like tour, you know, before they completely say goodbye, essentially. And I, I always like stuff like that, where it's like behind the scenes of everybody having fun and stuff. One of my favorite Miss A videos is their like behind the scene stage performance of uh, one of the songs off their first album. So I mean, it is what it are is. they only coming back for this like one time? Yes, I believe they're coming back for a farewell tour, like a farewell, oh, okay. farewell forever. I mean, they're doing it with YG, so that's what I would assume. Same with Jin Sean, yeah. and then when one time eventually does the same thing. Okay. That would make more sense because I was like, why would they choose to come back after 16 years with like, I don't know what you would call it, a commemorative song? Like, a, like you know how the how groups will have those songs that are just sort of like, thanks to the fans type of thing. It reminds me of that. Yeah, you're you're like, I love my fans yeah. kind of song. Yeah, I agree. That's that's definitely what this is. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they're going on like a small tour or maybe a couple concerts and it's kind of their like goodbye forever sort of thing, like their <laughs> farewell tour of sorts. Because I don't think that they officially disbanded um, same with G.O.D. Like they didn't officially disband. So they went on their like last adventure. Um, I think it was last year, actually, maybe the year before. And then, you know, one time we'll eventually do it. Jenny Sean basically did it. Like there's just a couple groups that never had an official breakup and they kind of came back to say goodbye kind of thing. Well, that's, that's just really nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the older groups broke up on good terms. <laughs> like, I, I feel like a lot of the older groups kind of were like, well, we've kind of done our thing. Let's let's go do some other things. Yeah, I long for the days when groups would break up together <laughs> instead of just people leaving. Yeah, definitely. It's a, yeah. it's a very strange thing <laughs> that we've come to this point where people kind of force their way out. For sure. Um, we had another rookie group that debuted. This is the last rookie group that we have on the list. Um, rookie group SF9 from FNC debuted with the song Fanfare. Um, 
I got a chance to watch this just before we started filming. This is the last music video I saw, in fact, before I made him. Um, we started filming. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Um, uh, it's kind of... Uh, how do I word this properly? It kind of reminds me of sort of a low budget version of like EXO and BTS, like early BTS. Um, and I'm not the biggest fan, but I think that they showed potential to be something better. Um, one thing that kind of strikes me weird is I feel like FNC is pretty good about debuts um, with like the only exception I can think of is I didn't like AOA's debut, but I mean, CM, the only CM Blue song I like is their debut song. So uh, FNC's been pretty stellar. And I liked, uh, I liked FT Island's debut song. Um, so it's a little strange because I always feel like FNC kind of blows their wad on the debut to make sure that you like them so they can continue to do, you know, interesting things or different things. Um, and in this case, I didn't really feel that. Um, so I'm wondering if maybe they're going to go the way of AOA because I didn't like AOA at the beginning until they took a more mature concept. Um, so maybe that's going to be how I feel about this group. Like maybe as they grow, as they take some time, I'll like them more. So watching this music video, I saw a lot of potential. I saw a lot of things that I could like. Um, so I'm kind of going to, I'm going to kind of keep my eye on them. I'm glad that it's a group that doesn't have some sort of band image. Cause I'm so tired <laughs> of listening <laughs> Everybody talk about AOA's stupid band. I get it. They have one. I got it. You know when AOA's band is supposed to come back? This year. Where is it? It's not here because no one cares. Like, I don't know what to tell you. People are fine with AOA's AOA. It's cool. Whatever. The band is over. It's done. It's gone. It's dead. Deal with it. Like, it drives me nuts. I understand FNC's like little thing is the band. We make bands or whatever. Same like YG is like, we make hip hop groups. You know what FNC doesn't do anymore? Make stupid bands, okay? It's over. It's it's done. It's finito, okay? They made FT Island. Where are they? They made CM Blue. They're in Japan. So let's get over it at this point. Like, this group doesn't have a band. Thank God. There's nothing better. That's the only thing I took away from it. I was like, I was sitting there nervous, like, God, somebody's going to come out and play the stupid drums. I'm just so angry. <laughs> You know, like get through three fourths of the music video, and then somebody walks out with a guitar. <laughs> yeah, I would have freaked out if there was a guitar. I would have turned it off and been like, "I'm done. I'm just stupid. <laughs> this whole thing is stupid." Because I know the first comment I'm going to see is, "Well, I wish they would have played the guitar a little more." <laughs> it's funny because actually, now that you're mentioning this, I actually did watch this. Um, which uh, I guess that says, like you were saying, I guess it says something that I completely forgot about this. Um, but I, I, I remember thinking that I liked kind of the EDM part and I thought they were going in that direction of doing kind of a hard hitting song, but then like the chorus was kind of smoother. I don't know. I felt like it, it definitely took a energy dip around the middle, which to me was kind of counterintuitive. And I, I didn't like the song as much as I think I could have, um, but it also, they kind of had the same vibe to me. I feel like a lot of these recent rookie groups debuting have the same vibe where they're novel, almost doing it like a paint by numbers, like you said, Tim, of, yeah, they've got the hard choreo, they've got the, you know, warehouse, and there's like some, yeah, dirtyish clothing, like, like, and like it's all, it's all a little bit similar, and I haven't seen really something stand out yet from these rookie groups, aside from 
NCT. But um, uh, I mean, I'll keep looking, keep watching. But I mean, they they definitely seem talented. Um, one thing that I want to point out is that these were the trainees from Cube that were Neo School, and they also had that little tiny drama thing, click your heart, and maybe that's why I like them more because I'm a little bit biased. But um, <laughs> I also I that the in the chorus where they have that sound that mimics their um the tones that or the notes that they're singing when oh my god fangirl <laughs> no i just can't speak that's just me um so i th i have this thing where i latch on to like one part of a song and for me in this one it's the um sound that mimics the notes they're singing and I don't know, I guess that wash uh, drowned out the rest of the song because listening to it now a tiny bit, it it does seem more boring than when I originally listened to it. I think uh, sometimes, uh, especially this happens to me a lot, like I'll hear a song and I'll instantly be like, yeah, it's a jam. And I'll go back to listen to it and be like, ooh, I might have sold, <laughs> sold the song a little too soon. Uh, so typically I'll give songs like two listens um, especially if like I love the song, then I'll be like, I'm gonna hit this repeat button real quick and see if I really like it. Uh, I mean, I didn't have that feeling with this song in particular, but like, for example, Ailey, um, when I listened to home the first time I was like, wow. And then I was like, okay, wait, hold on. Let me hit this repeat button before I go fanboy. And then I hit repeat and I went through it again. I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> But most of the time, it doesn't happen that way. Most of the time, the second list, I'm like, ooh, there's a lot wrong with this. Yeah. <laughs> there is one thing that I do want to point out, though. They have a, um, I guess, a, I don't know, a non-titled track called KO. And if you watch the first 10 seconds of that, it has the coolest dance move in it. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. I'm curious. I, I'm a sucker for choreos, so send them my way. Yeah, same. Okay. I'm, I'm a sucker for choreo, so if it's good, I'll, I'll be there for it. Yeah, okay, It's like one move, but it's so good. I'm fine with that, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's all takes, dude. I remember when people went nuts for the Scorpion move in Infinite's music video, and nobody could mention any other part of that choreo, but they're like, yeah, but that's Scorpion, though? <laughs> now everybody's like, I can do the Scorpion move. Yeah, once everybody figured it out, it was like, oh, man, this was way cooler when I didn't know how it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's one more group that we're going to mention. Um, we were kind of quiet on this group and it was purpose. It was very purposeful. Uh, we decided not to talk about shiny until their comeback hit. Uh, part of that was because it would be fun to see if anybody mentioned it. Nobody mentioned it that I saw, but maybe some of you guys noticed that we straight didn't talk about them, especially since we did what two shows when we knew they were coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, but we will talk about them now. Shiny has come back with their song One of One off their fifth Woo! album, also called One of One. Um, I'm going to let you guys take it away on this one because I have feelings about the song that aren't good. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, then, yeah, let me let me start off on a positive note then. I uh, Okay, positive <laughs> with a caveat. <laughs> it's definitely a very shiny song. Uh, like, I remember thinking that when I first listened to it because... I felt like some of their more recent songs, like View, uh, and you know, were 
kind of going in a different direction. And then with Hemin Solo and Junghyun, I really love both of those albums this year and felt they were going in some pretty cool and interesting directions as well. So to have Shiny come back with this song, I was a little bit taken aback at first that they would do such a hardcore retro throwback. Um, it sounded very early Shiny. Um, but that being said, I also guilty pleasure love early shiny. So I, I mean, I at this point, I I like it. I also really just like their overall commitment to the concept, which it's so weird to think now that '90s is a concept, but but it it is, and they really went hardcore on it. Like they even had um, they were selling cassette tapes of the album in addition to just the album. Um, no. Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, like to that point, that level. Where which, are people I mean, gonna shiny, play it? Honestly. Yeah, people are gonna go out and buy cassette players. These little tweens, like, so they can play this on it, which is so funny. I don't know. They 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 really don't do things that fast, which um is one of my favorite parts about Shiny. Um, and I enjoyed it for that reason. Uh, I also really enjoyed that they've been doing these music shows. They've been kind of switching up the second song that they do. And they've been giving us a bunch of different stages, which is also very uh, unique of them. And so I've appreciated that, too. Sam? <laughs> okay. So I guess I'll take, like, the middle road, the positive-negative road. Um, I really did like this song a lot. I think their voices sound great. And if, like you said, if it is a um, throwback to early Shiny, it's kind of like a more grown-up version. And there's nothing really that I can say bad about the song. It's just, I would say I miss their, I call—I don't want to call it a big chorus, but like they're more prominent choruses that have, I don't know, maybe a big vocal or anything. But here it, it kind of uh, dropped the, the energy level a little bit, like a tiny bit. And I don't particularly like that, but I still think it's a really good comeback. Except for Min Minho's mint hair, I could do without that. Never oh, mind. You don't like? Oh, I I like Minho's hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, it doesn't. But, um, I I felt like it was one of those songs where I first listened to it and I was disappointed, but then it started just to quote Alice, earwarming. I it's like just started getting stuck in my head. Like the chorus, like I get what you're saying, yeah, that it's not like the hard hitting, uh, like choreo intensive chorus that a lot of times Shiny has, but the like keys part, <laughs> just I don't know, it's so addictive. I, I really like it. Yeah. Yeah, like when Throw I heard here, I was so disappointed. Like, oh my god, it's gonna be another type of song that I don't like. But then I listened to it the first time, and I was like, oh, I really like this actually. Mm. So, um, I hate this song. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't really know how to, to uh, make it sound a little nicer than that, but I really hate this song. Um, I like the idea of of it, and I definitely think Shiny is probably one of the few groups that I would say that I trust to do like a 90s image. Um, I just feel like everything about this fell flat. Um, I am a huge stand for Hyun's vocals and i loved his solo um i love everything that he does with his voice like he's probably 
easily am the top five like favorite male singers that I have. And um like I almost support Shiny strictly so I can listen to him. Um this song I, I can't it's one of those songs that bothers me so much that I can't pin down what exactly it is. Other than that, I feel like on every level from the music video, the choreo to the song itself fell flat compared to what they could accomplish. And it's not, it's not entirely that the song is just bad. It's that I have such high standards for shiny that for them to put out a song, that's like a C song for me is like, basically they put out a song that's just garbage to me. Um, because I think that they could do so much better. I loved View. I loved all of their last album, basically. With the exception of the music videos, I definitely love like the songs itself. Um, Odd Eye is like literally a freaking classic. I, I I just I don't know I don't know how to say it in any other way. Like that that album as a whole is just like here you go. That can sit up there with Pink Tape and a couple other albums that are just like anytime they come on, I want to hear it. This song is like hot garbage compared to that for me the music video their look is really tacky and i know the 90s were super tacky this was proof that i don't want to go back there like th- that's what it was for me it was like everybody looked bad everybody looked tacky um I-, I don't know like the choreo was really lame like and that's such a weird feeling for me because i genuinely like shiny's choreo i just never realized how it stacked up against some of the newer groups until this song where i was like okay <laughs> like i just i i don't know man i was really disappointed because i saw the concept pictures and i was like man i love the 90s this is gonna be great and then the song came out and i was just almost as disappointed as i was in the retro concept for the wonder girls and i know like a lot of people loved it and that's fine whatever like every, like i said uh, when when we did that podcast, I was the only person who didn't like it. So I understand that I'm probably against the curve here, but there's something about somebody to me failing the retro concept that makes their failure even more painful. And especially when it's a group I like, I like the Wonder Girls. I like Shiny. Um, Shiny's probably the only boy group on SM that I like. So for them to release something where I was just like, "Good God," it was. I don't know. It was really rough for me to sit through it. And I watched it twice and I haven't liked it either time. So, I mean, I, I tried my hardest to like the song, but boy, I can live without it. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm glad other people like it. Uh, I'm not taking it away from anybody else, but for me, whew, this is the number one worst shiny song to me that I've ever heard. That's wow. really to call it the number one worst. Like, yeah. Number so one worst. Even dude. worse than ringing dong. Yeah, even worse than Ring Ding Dong. Man. Even worse than that. At least <laughs> Ring Ding Dong was funny. Like, that's the difference. At least I could laugh about it. This song was painful in every stretch of the word. So, I, I don't know. I just, I hate Ring Ding Dong. I hate the song more than that. Because Ring you Ding Dong, it. I can laugh at. Yeah. I can laugh at Ring Ding Dong. Like, every time it comes on, I can do the stupid Ring Ding Dong, Ring Ding Dong. <laughs> I, I can laugh about it. It's funny. But good Lord, this song, like, if I never hear it again, it will be too soon. Wow. That is a strong viewpoint. I yeah, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, didn't even like that. I was like, I'm going to let everybody go first. Uh, no, no. I just, yeah. I, I'm trying to say I can see where you're coming from, but I, I like it now, so <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I mean, but, um, like, like I said, yeah, every, yeah. different it's strokes. It's definitely a, 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 
a segmented I feel like Shiny's kind of gotten to the point where they're almost not even really trying to win or, you know, they're just kind of doing their own thing. <laughs> and I guess this is the thing that they want to do. Because I know that actually Junkin did help with a lot of the songs on this album, which surprised me as well. Actually, you know what? The rest of the album kind of sounds more like his solo album. You should you should listen to the rest of the stuff, Tim. I probably will. I'll probably yeah, like check Prism out and Feel Good. I like those. Yeah. yeah. And like, um, I, I mean, it's pretty clear that they don't necessarily care so much about winning anymore. I mean, if they did, they wouldn't have made um, the repackaged album. I can't remember what that song is called, but the the song that they used for their title track with the crazy video where everybody Married was losing body parts. Married to the music. That's it. I don't ah, think. Yeah. I don't think you would make that song if you cared about winning. But I love that song. Like I That's thought that was a fun song, and it was the most interesting music video of the year by far. Like there was just oh, I love that music video. Yeah, yeah, it was so different and so strange, but fun to watch and a good time. <laughs> so I don't know. It's okay. Like, I I want to like. Well, it's not an agreement on that. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, I mean that's fine. Like I know a lot of people didn't. I know like about it. the best one of the year, but I watched that music video more than actually. I, it's not that I don't care to admit it. I will absolutely admit it. I watched that music video a lot. <laughs> I won't. I won't say it's the best video. It was the most interesting to me. Like you can have the best video not be the most interesting because for me, like for example, BTS's music video is easily the most interesting. Now, when 2016 ends, am I going to say it's the best one? I don't know. But it's the most interesting. It's the most groundbreaking. Easy. So for me, Married to the Music was the same. It was the most interesting because it was so different than anything else that was out on the market. Now, was it the best? I don't know if I could say that. But I can say it was the most interesting. Hmm. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <like> a little... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, like, the biggest thing that's interesting is subjective, right? Like, what's interesting to me isn't necessarily interesting to anybody else. Like, well, I there's... get what you're saying about it being interesting because it has that whole like gross factor going on and stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty of people that could name something else and they'd be like, "That was that was really interesting too." So, I mean, you know, it's <laughs> it's one of those situations where like maybe it's just because it's the one I would remember. Like, if you ask me, "Hey, what was the last?" You know, the most interesting video last year, I'd say that video. I can't remember the name of it, but I'd be like, oh, Shiny's repackaged video. Like that, that's the one. That's the, the one where the body parts come off. Yeah, the body parts, and, and then they make like the perfect body that looks terrible. Like it was great. It was so fun. <laughs> fun one, of the, one of those interesting things for me for that video was that SM kept putting people with that stupid hairstyle that they put key in that they also put like Chen in and call me baby (laughs) (laughs) kept doing that hairstyle to people that year and it just blew my mind (laughs) that weird like mohawk afro thing yeah we don't need that oh yeah yeah. very unfortunate yeah i can live without that um So before we get out of here, the one thing I do want to mention, especially because uh, I'm a very well-known fan of this group, but uh, Moonhyana recently announced her departure from the group Nine Muses. Um, and she released like a, a pretty nice message to her fans, thanking everybody and all of that stuff. Um, it's, it's pretty bittersweet for me. Um, we talked about it before, but like my triplets of power in that group was Sarah, Moonhyana, and Kyungri. And now two of those three are gone. So uh, I, I just, 
it's going to be hard for me to really like this group after that, especially because Munhyana had the best vocals easily left, and she's gone now. Um, but at the same time, it's like I hate Star Empire. Like that's a just garbage label. Um, it's just ran very terribly. So I'm glad she's gone. It's just like the final nail, and it might be the final nail in the coffin for me to like hold on to my love for Nine Muses, especially when in with all of their. Um, losing members and things like that. They've still found ways to put out songs that I like, like I genuinely care about. Um, but now I, I just don't know how you do that with the remaining members. I don't know how you carry the weight of your last like really good vocalist because Kyungri is okay and the new girl's pretty good, but they're still not Moonhyuna. They're not Sarah. Like the the void of Sarah being gone has been felt. So now you get rid of the only other person who could try to carry her weight. How? How do we continue as a group? Um, I really like Hey Me a lot, and I like her voice, but I don't know how she fills that void. And her and Kyung Ri, I don't think, can fill that void. So um, I do want to say, because I know a lot of people do like Nine Muses, uh, especially Anna Mona and things like that. Um, I'm, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm very sad. Like It was probably the saddest news that I read. Um, it, it, was, it was pretty rough. Like I really like that group a lot, so seeing it kind of fall apart is has been kind of a struggle for me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I mean, <laughs> this is the same reaction I got last time. <laughs> um, it was like me, the standalone Solemn nine music violin. Band, but I'm here for yeah. it. Uh, yeah, the, sta- the smallest violins is right here. Um, does, is there any news you guys want to hit before we get out of here? Because we're running pretty late. No. Uh, the, the only thing I want to say is that um, Vic's coming back with their next they're, they're final. They've been doing this conception trilogy this year of it's like one album, but they put it out in three phases with Dynamite, Fantasy, and uh, beginning of August. And then the last one is coming out uh, on Halloween. So I am so looking forward to the return of Dramatic Vix. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'll probably miss that one too because I didn't get to talk about the other Vix one that came out. I'm sad. <laughs> we got to get us. Nico, I know, also loves Vix. So. Yeah, we'll we'll try to plan around that. Um, the biggest issue we had before was we didn't have a bunch of Vix fans, so we kind of just like touched on it and ran away. Um, but if there's actually <laughs> if we have people who like Vix I'm and want to talk about it, we'll definitely <laughs> yeah we'll definitely hit it. Uh, we'll try to plan around you know that particular comeback. Uh, now that we have Vix fans, I'm I'm definitely down to like especially if we have a particular group that a lot of people like. You know, we did the same for Got Seven. Um, we've done it before for FX, things like that. So we'll definitely try to uh, get get your guys' time in the sun, so to speak, and get get you guys to be able to love on Vix and all that good stuff. Well, only if it's a good song. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but if not, we'll, it'll we'll just be try. a podcast a of me, me crying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which could also be entertaining. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that one ends up. But we, yeah. I'll do. I'll do my best to keep an eye on it. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to do for Halloween because it is a holiday. So we might take that week off. But if that's the case, then at least coming back, we'll try to make plans so that everybody, you know, has plenty of time to listen to everything and come back with like a real idea of how they feel about it. Um, but if that's it, uh, I'll go ahead and wrap us. Um, thank you guys for joining us again. Thanks for listening. 
Uh, if you would like to follow us and talk to us, the easiest way is on Twitter. You can find us at NYA Netizens. We're also on Tumblr, notyouraveragenetizens.tumblr.com. Uh, if you're listening to us on SoundCloud, thank you so much. Please make sure you rate, uh, or I'm sorry, sp- please make sure you subscribe to us and comment. Um, I am reading the comments there. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up is we were wrong about GOT7. They have won before. I do want to mention GOT7 won twice, at least. Uh, I think they won three times, actually. Did they say they hadn't won? Yeah, I said that they hadn't won yet uh, when we were talking about twice winning before them oh, and I was wrong. They won on the it. show and they won on something else. Um, yeah, they actually, they won. But it's funny because they, they won October of last year on the show for If You Do and then they won for Fly uh, four times, maybe five. And then for Hard Carry, they've won three times so far. But they, the first win right, for Hard go. Carry was on the anniversary of their... Right, yeah, I knew that was a big deal, so I did want to bring that up. Uh, con- congratulations to them for that big win. I didn't know that they won for Fly, but I, I did so- see that they won for If You Do, and the reason that I didn't remember is because they won on the show. And no shades of the show, but uh, a lot of people <laughs> don't take show. that show seriously. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, a lot of people don't take that show seriously because a lot of people have picked up wins there that have been like while they're at 10th on the chart. So it's a little hard for me to be like, yeah, that one counts. Um <laughs> But they did win with Fly, so uh, thank you, user Milk, for pointing that out. Um, I did see it. I just didn't get a chance to bring it up uh, on the last show. I completely spaced on it. Um, but it is worth mentioning that. Um, but I, I am reading your guys' comments. I'm sorry that it's a little hard for me to respond. For whatever reason, when I'm at work, I can't respond with the SoundCloud account. Like, every time, it just my message just sits there, and it never goes through, so... Um, and I always forget when I get home. I mean, that's on me. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe there and, and comment. Um, you know, make some noise about us that that really spreads uh, our user base. And that's definitely what we want. We want more interactions with you guys. Um, if you would rather listen to us on iTunes, you can find us on iTunes. If you search Not Your Average Netizens, we should be the only thing that appears that's constantly updating. Um, please rate there and subscribe and comment. Um, if you can give us five stars, if you like us, do it. If you don't like us and you want to give us less than that, I mean, by all means, but at least explain why so that we can kind of try to improve. Um, that's really kind of the only two ways that we're really getting out there. So uh, it means a lot when you guys spread the the love for us and things like that. We've gotten a lot of love on Amona. Thank you guys so much there. Uh, we definitely post the podcast there all the time. And I think we're going to start trying to get it on Reddit uh, when we start updating it, but we'll see. Um, I don't know that culture, so somebody else is going to have to do the posting there. But thank you guys again for listening. Uh, if you want to get at us directly, you can also email us, netizens at gmail.com. Um, if you want to say something to me directly or a concept that you want us to, or uh, I'm sorry, a topic that you want us to hit or something like that, and you don't we'll know if I'm seeing it. Yeah, we'll do back. concepts too, yeah, by yeah. all means. Yeah. A little Halloween concept or something. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want us to do something like that, you can get at me directly at Papa Murdy, um, and I will probably respond faster there. So if there's something that we missed or something you want us to talk about, tell me, and I will definitely check it out if somebody brings it up to me. Um, that's the easiest way for me to get more content into the show is if you guys bring it up because we want to talk about the things you want to hear us talk about. Um, unless there's anything else, we're going to get out of here. Uh, it's been fun, um, but this is goodbye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. I should be the biggest star in the world. I should be hearing from every girl. Gotta put a brush on it. 
the one they listen to. People them broke their ears, I provoke the fears in them. Who she think about when she kissing you when the smoke clears? I